Welcome back to another episode of From the Rafters podcast, episode three. This time you only had to wait a week for an episode instead of waiting six months to hear from us again. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the recent week two of the NFL football regular season. We're going to go through what we thought about every single game, give you a quick recap, and then we're going to go through some news injuries, any big storylines that we think are important, and then we're going to go through Jake's college pick'em game, who is currently 1-0, and then we're going to go into our week three predictions of the NFL. Once again, I am joined by Jake Lane and Ben Bailey. How are you guys doing today? Good, Connor. How are you, buddy? Fantastic. How are you feeling, Ben? Uh, you know, uh, happy that this weekend's over. Yeah, same, bro. <laughs> same, bro. Same. I'm not, but we played on Monday, so... But anyways, going into the first game is the Chargers and Chiefs, a game that ended 27 to 24, a late rally from the Chief, from not from the Chiefs, but from the Chargers that almost came back and tied the game but ended up losing by 3. Herbert seemed to have to pick up a little bit of an injury, but Mike Williams playing well, but once again, Mahomes showing that he is that quarterback. Um uh, yeah, I don't. I think the division is the Chiefs to to win. I don't think anybody's gonna take it from them. All all off season, all I heard was the Chargers were gonna be this world beater of a team, and the Chiefs might not even make the playoffs. And I I knew that was crazy talk as soon as I started hearing that. Um, and then Thursday night, the Chiefs showed that that they're obviously still the Chiefs. You know, Patrick Mahomes hasn't lost a step without Tyreek Hill, and he. He is still the same guy that he's always been. He, he honestly might even be better than he was last year. I mean, he definitely is better than he is last year, and this might be the best he's been since his MVP year. That's all we have for that game. But going into the next game, a game that nobody expected was the Jaguars blanking the Colts in Jacksonville 24-0. to Ben, we're going to let you take this one away. Honestly, it was a terrible game from the beginning for the Colts. Another slow start, and then when you get in those slow starts, you can't really give the ball to your best player, J- and just yep. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so honestly, that needs to turn around. And if I'm I'm Frank Reich right now, I'm I'm scared going into this next week against uh, Kansas City. We'll talk about that later, but he is on the hot seat in my opinion, and a lot of fans believe that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you said, once you get down like that, you can't run the ball anymore because you got the time against you and them scoring. So you can't run the ball anymore. Take your biggest player, best player, one of the best players in football away from your whole scheme. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie to you, uh, the Jaguars own us in Jacksonville. Yeah. So am I surprised by us losing? No, because we were playing in Jacksonville. (laughs) But at the same time, the damn team needs to wake up. It's time. Wake up. Unfortunately, injuries also I don't think really help the Colts out in that scenario. But shouldn't be losing. But shouldn't be losing to Jackson. I'm not blaming the injuries. Going to the next game was a comeback led by Joe Flacco as the Jets beat the Browns 31 to 30. I don't think we were expecting to be saying this in Week Two. Yeah, there's not much. I mean, the Browns are are back to the Browns. Just like mediocre, and the eleven games that they don't have 
their um their quarterback is just going to set the, I think it's honestly going to be detrimental to that franchise cuz by the time he comes back they're not going to be able to win anything. So then, you know, it's just not good. The, the Browns are not in a good place. That's all. I feel like Joe Flacco is the biggest surprise through two weeks, though. <laughs> yeah, he's like leading. He, he's third in passing yards. Yeah, in the league. it's That's weird. That's it's a weird. Yeah. What year is this? 2012. <laughs> well, Dan Campbell's got something brewing as the Lions defeated the Commanders 36-27. to Bit of a breakout game for Amon St. Brown. We all knew what he could do, but putting in 116 yards and two touchdowns. Uh I mean, they played pretty well. They deserved to win the game. Carson Wentz almost came. They almost came back. They almost lost the game. I'm not really bought into the Lions yet. He's definitely got something working there, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm bought in. (laughs) You know, if I can't cheer for the Colts, I might as well cheer for the Lions, the underdogs. Cheer for another sorry team. Tempers were flying in the last in this next game as the Buccaneers defeated the Saints 20 to 10. Don't know what's happening with Brady. Don't know what the Microsoft Surface did to him, but apparently it must have had something to do with his marriage. And then Mike Evans decided that he really doesn't like Marshawn Lattimore and has received a one-game suspension because of the altercation on the field. The Buccaneers won that game 20 to 10. Yeah, um, I've never really been a big Mike Evans guy. But I'm really not a Marshawn Lattimore guy. And I, I, it's respect, you know. If someone's going to get in your quarterback's face, show them what's up. That's that's what they did. And then the Buccaneers obviously handled the Saints pretty well, even with Tom Brady playing how he has been playing. And that offense is not being able to get anything going. Now, yeah, yeah, that's all I got. I'll, we'll talk about the, the game next week. I mean, later. isn't that the second or third time that Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore have gotten into yeah, a face fight? Yeah, third time. Yeah, I mean keep those two away from each other next game that they have. Yeah, it's, I don't... I get it, but, man, Marshawn Lattimore, he's just, he's just like a little, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, like a little ankle biter almost. Like, he just annoys the, annoys the hell out of you. And he's a chihuahua. Yeah, I, I, like, I don't even, how you can't even blame Mike Evans at this point. Like, it's just in all those guys on the Saints. I don't like any of them, any of them. You know, I'm not going to lie to you, though. Uh, as a Colts fan, uh, I'm very happy to see Tom Brady absolutely sucking Suck. up a storm. <laughs> One team that nobody expected to be a joint leader at the top of their division is the 2-0 Giants as they defeated the Panthers 19-16. to Yeah, I, like I said before, I think the Giants are the worst 2-0 team ever, honestly. they're real. I mean, Saquon didn't get anything going at all. Um... Monday night, the Titans showed their their dog water team. The Giants beat them, and they beat Carolina. Carolina is not worth anything either. That's all. I mean, I mean, they're, they're, those are two pretty bad opponents to win. Carolina lost last week to the Browns, which you saw the Browns lost to the Jets. Yeah. So it's really, um, yeah, I'm not surprised that the Giants ended up winning this. But to say that they're two and zero is very weird. Yeah, it's weird. In my opinion, a game of mediocrity. The Patriots defeated the Steelers 17-14. to It's just a matter of time before Kenny Pickett's back. Kenny Pickett's on the field, unfortunately. Um, I, Trubisky's not getting anything going, really. I, I really like, like want him to be able to. It's just not, it's just not working. I mean, I really have nothing to say about yeah. this game. It was boring. Yeah, it was a boring game. One team, well, two teams that played... 
actually was a game that turned into be probably what could be considered one of the best games of the weekend as the Dolphins came back and defeated the Ravens 42-38 to at Baltimore. Tua had six touchdowns for 469 yards with two of those touchdowns going to Tyreek Hill and a few more going to Jalen Waddell. Quite the game for the Dolphins as they rallied back against the Ravens. Um, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins played the best football I've ever seen the Dolphins play. I think um, Lamar, I mean, hats off to Lamar, too. He played pretty well. I mean, that was that was peak Lamar form. I mean, throwing it down the field, running running the ball pretty well. His his defense just sold real, real hard for him. Are we going back to the 1970s with this Dolphins team? I guess. <laughs> no, but uh, Tua had one hell of a game. I'm kind of shocked about the stats that he did put up because everyone going into the season was like the only downfall of this Dolphins team is Tua. But for him to put up a game like that, especially against a very good team in Baltimore, is shocking to see and uh, be interesting to see how – how this team looks next week, see if they keep up this uh, this run of games that they've had. In the next game, the Rams looked a little bit shaky towards the end of the game, but were able to see off the 0-2 Falcons and finish the game 31-27. to um, The Rams got ahead pretty early, and it looked like they had the game in hand and then kind of um, pooped the bed almost. And at one point, they had to take a safety to ensure they were going to win, and I don't, I don't know. I just don't think they played through the whole game. Honestly, if I'm a Rams fan, I would be scared the way that they've played the first two weeks. But um, I think I think uh, you said it last week that they're still on like a Super Bowl high. That's why they played so bad, and I can't believe that they're still on that high because they almost lost to a terrible team in, Atla- in an Atlanta Falcons team at home when they were up like what was this what were they up like 28 to like I'm not I'm they were up by like two touchdowns up, yeah like, they were up by two or three touchdowns yeah. early like not even like early into the game and Kyle Pitts didn't even have anything going for him like there was no reason Atlanta should have been in that game ever Kyle Pitts has definitely struggled to start this season he's on my bench in fantasy right now <laughs> The 49ers get back on track with a win against the Seattle Seahawks, moving them to 1-1 one one as the game ended 27-7. And it looked like Geno Smith's reign is starting to come to a quick and utter end. Yeah, that's... I mean, Seattle's obviously going to roll with him. I don't think there's much that he can do wrong that they're going to throw Drew Locke in there. I think it's Geno's team this year just because both quarterbacks are pretty bad, so there's not like a positive to putting Drew Locke on the field. But they're not going to win many games. They'll probably finish last in the league. Yeah, and um, the 49ers ended up losing Trey Lance for the rest of the season. So, And I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I'm pretty sure I heard this, but uh, I guess 49ers players in the locker room after Trey Lance went out were saying that the team's now better with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. I I thought I saw that on my phone, that alert, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they think that because, let's be honest, they are better with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I'm sure, I mean, there's probably chatter of it, and, you know, there, that you'll have that when you have two quarterbacks, and one has taken you as far as Jimmy Garoppolo has, and He's your backup, and you're going to sit behind this rookie and see what he does. 
I don't know. I think I think this the the 49ers having Jimmy Garoppolo is going to put the Rams on notice. The Rams and the Cardinals. The Cardinals are eh, but the the Rams are definitely going to be on notice cuz the 49ers are coming and they're just as much of a contender now as they were at the end of the last year. Yeah, especially with Jimmy. Yeah. The team that can was considered as the Cinderella team from last year, the Cincinnati Bengals are definitely not off to a flying start as they drop to 0 and 2 after Cooper Rush leads the Dallas Cowboys to a 28-17 win over the Bengals in Dallas. Um, as much as, as cool as like the Cinderella story was last year, I, I see this getting worse for the Bengals. I don't know, I don't know who they, I don't know who they're going to beat, and I don't know like what's going to make them get all of a sudden start winning games. I think this is just a, they're going to be a downward spiral, and it's not going to be good. No, every offseason move that they made is now ending up biting them yeah. back in the butt. Uh, they got more protection for Joe Burrow, but yet he's st- he now has been sacked the most in the league. Yeah. So, um, especially if they go back to having him sacked as much as he's been the last two years of his career, and now this year, uh, I don't know. It's just going to lead to a downward spiral for that team. The next game was... Not too big on the offensive side of things as the Broncos finally get a run, not a run, but a win in the Broncos country era with Russell Wilson, 16-9 over the Texans, but definitely offense is yet to get rolling for the Broncos. Um, yeah, I think, the, I think the Broncos might figure it out. I think the, the clock is ticking on that one. They're gonna have to soon, or else. I mean, they're, they're that division's too stacked for them to be losing games. So that win this weekend was huge for them, as they're in terms of having a like a little bit of a cushion to get their offense going. Yeah, and like you said, I, I don't think it's Broncos country. Let's ride just yet, because I mean, they only won by seven against the Houston Texans team. That I mean, they tied the Colts, but they should have not tied the Colts uh, for that. I mean. Rodrigo Blankenship doesn't have a job because of that. Yeah. But, yeah, um, if if I'm a Broncos fan, too, I would I would be worried because you spent all that to get Russell Wilson, and now he's really not performing up to what you gave up for him. The next game was another comeback victory in Week 2 of the NFL as the Cardinals stormed back against the Raiders in Las Vegas, winning 29-23. to um, I mean, if you're not watching that game, then it's not a surprise. If you are watching that game and you see Las Vegas get out to 20, get out 20-0, and then you come back and see that the outcome is the the, the, Char- or the Cardinals win the game, then, yeah, it was a surprise. But not a whole lot there. That was just stuff. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't think of much of that game, really. No, not surprised because Josh McDaniels is their head coach. Yeah. I don't think he should be a head coach. But, um, yeah, if I'm a... I mean, I've been repeating this a lot, but if I'm a Raiders fan, I'll be scared because he. I mean, you guys talked about it. Chargers, Chiefs are both playing very well. I mean, the Chargers almost won that game with a uh, with Justin Herbert with basically a broken rib, and uh, yeah. So I don't know if I'm a Raiders fan, I'd be worried. Yeah. The Packers get themselves back on track with Aaron Rodgers bouncing back just what Ben said last week as the Packers win at Lambeau 27-10 to over the Chicago Bears. Um, yeah, I'm done 
I'm done with this game being on primetime. It's year after year for the last six years. Or I don't I don't even remember the last time this game wasn't on primetime. It used to be on Thursday Night Football, but it's just a, it's the annual trip to Lambeau for the Bears to get smacked by the Green Bay Packers on national television. And, it, and honestly, I think it hurts this team every year. And I don't, I don't have, like, uh, credibility to say that, but it seems like every year it's just embarrassing and it affects this team. They're going to lose games because of this because of this game almost. It almost sets them off for like a couple weeks until they can get back into normality and playing how they should play when now this year it's usually it's at the end of the season this year it's in the at the beginning so it's hard it's going to be weird to see what happens in the next couple weeks for the Bears. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. It should not be on prime time. And I'm not saying that because both teams are bad or anything. It's because, like you said, every single year for the last five or six years, it's been Bears getting blown out. But, I mean, I would say it's only should be on, it only should be on prime time if it's on Thanksgiving because those are yeah. two classic teams, and that's what you should have be played on Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I feel like a lot of times, especially since it's been on prime time so much, it's a story that everybody already knows what the ending is going to be. And the first Monday night football game was an absolute blowout that I think all three of us was expecting, which was the Bills showing out when winning against the Tennessee Titans 41-7, to Stephon Diggs doing his thing with three touchdowns. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a surprise at all, but... um. Uh, I'm no, I don't like saying that. Um, I think it showed how bad the Titans really are and how far off they are from where they finished the season last year. They're in trouble. They're not going to win many games this year. I mean, Buffalo did what you expect Buffalo to do, but yeah, the Titans are Titans are in a lot of trouble. As a Colts fan, I'm happy to see this result. Um, but I th- I believe I said this last week, uh, and I'm going to stay on this horse. I'm gonna ri- I'm gonna ride it for the rest of the season. Bills are my team to win the AFC, in my opinion, and uh, I think they're on a major revenge tour about what happened in the playoffs last year, and I think you're seeing that each week, and uh, they keep showing it, and I mean, beating a Titans team, and I think Derrick Henry only had like 30 yards rushing, so in like just taking, like, they just obliterated them, it was, it was not close. Yeah, Can't argue with that one. In the final Monday night game, Jalen Hurts had himself a game at the link under the lights as the Eagles defeated the Vikings 24-7. to um, I'm not surprised by how the Eagles played uh, a little bit. They played pretty, they played pretty well. Um, I am surprised at how bad Minnesota looked. Just like it seems like if you take – I mean, any team's going to look at that. If you take Justin Jefferson out of – if you scheme to keep him out of the game, then – you're playing Kirk Cousins, and you could. It's not gonna be that hard to beat the Vikings if Justin Jefferson isn't doing what he does. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say that the Eagles played a very good first half, but uh, I wouldn't say a shaky second half. They just didn't put really any points on the board in the second half. But um, uh, yeah, I'm with you. If you take Justin Jefferson out of the game, you're go- you're most likely gonna end up winning it, which is. I mean, shows how good of a player Justin Jefferson is that at the wide receiver position mm-hmm. he could win you a game. But, uh, yeah, I think the Eagles are most likely going to run away with the NFC East and, and unless something terrible happens to their team. Yeah. 
Well, that is all we have for the recaps and reviews of the second week of the NFL. Before we get in to week three and our predictions, we're just going to quickly go through some of the bigger injuries that kind of plagued the NFL this week. And I think the biggest one, however, we talked about might not be that big of an impact on the team was Trey Lance. Yeah, that's a big injury. That's all you got? That's all you got. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, back I think, uh, I mean, I hate saying this because someone got injured for it, but if I'm a 49ers fan, this is a blessing in disguise. Um, Troy Lance was looking terrible in the first two games, and um, to have a guy that can run a game like Jimmy Garoppolo, and though he may not put up points like he uh, like a superstar quarterback would uh, he at least knows how to manage a game and uh, get a team to the point to where they can win the game in the fourth quarter going through some other key injuries James Conner went out in the Raiders game and did not return with an ankle injury however the uh, Cardinals did come back and win that game anyways but at that point they're really just passing the ball but Uh, don't know what the big extent of his injury will be um, he stayed on the field he never came off the field after that game. I mean, not on the field. He stayed on the sideline. And Rapport said that it, it seems like he's going to be all right. He'll probably be pretty all right. He'll probably play next week. Another big injury was Jerry Judy had a shoulder injury, and he went out in the first quarter against the Texans. How big of an injury could this be, and how big of a production could Cortland Sutton get for the Broncos? Um, I see this as more of a loss for the Broncos and rather than a win for like Corn Sutton, I don't think Sutton has ever been like I don't, I don't the guy. The guy, exactly. I don't think taking Jerry Judy away is gonna help Cortland at all. I think Jerry Judy can't catch a break. It's always something. He's always hurt. I mean he's just gonna hurt this Broncos team. Or getting arrested. Or getting arrested. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Over the summer he got arrested. Yeah. It's something yeah. It is always something with Jerry Judy, and I think this doesn't help Russell Wilson at all either. That's all we have for injury status. Hey, Dane Jackson. We have to say something about him. He's okay, though. He's okay. Um, Dane Jackson was injured in a play last night um, in the Buffalo Titans game. He was taken off the field in an ambulance, um, and then... He, it was reported last night that he had a feeling in all of his extremities, so he was doing okay, and then this morning he was released from the hospital. So With no major yeah, injuries, yeah, but they're still right. evaluating. And guess what? That was because of his own player hitting him, so yeah. own teammate. Yeah. Hopefully, teammate. hopefully he has a speedy recovery there. Definitely a scary moment in that game. Going into my personal favorite segment, even though we've only done it one time, is the 1-0 Jake in his college pick'em. Yes. So I was actually one and I actually predicted Washington to beat Michigan State, but by the end of the weekend, after we had um, put this out, apparently everybody was on the Washington State bandwagon saying that they were going to beat Michigan State. But I'm just going off uh, and going to say that I was the first one to say that <laughs> this weekend. Iowa State welcomes Baylor. Baylor is currently ranked 17 in the nation. And being the game is at home, Iowa State is currently three and zero. I have Iowa State winning that game, twenty-seven to twenty-four. That's that's what I got for you. Love that from Jake as he seeks out his 
second win in his college pickums to give, hopefully go. Should we give you two points if you get the score correct? No, I don't need points. <laughs> I care about my record. Jake looking to go two and zero as we move into our final segment of the night, which is going to discuss the. Week three predictions, and then we will get into one more thing after that, which will be fantasy risers and rollers. Hey. But before we start our predictions, we're going to go through and let you know what and how we fared last week in our predictions for week two, starting off with Jake as he finished 5-11 and 11 on week two. I went 7-9, and nine, and Ben leaded all three. Three of us with eight and eight. Yeah. Unfortunately, none of us got over 500. Just a rough week, honestly, for all of us, kind of. Roughest for me. I took some chances on that this week, and, you know, I guess, I don't know how Ben knew the Giants were going to win. That's all. I don't know. I just had a feeling deep down because, uh, I don't know, after the Browns lost, I mean, sorry, so used to Baker being on the Browns, but after um, Carolina lost to the Browns, I feel like that was not going to help uh, Baker's confidence going into the next week, and it showed, and so I thought that was going to happen. But uh, I think my biggest down, like regret when it came to uh, picking was uh, picking uh, Houston to beat the Broncos. I should have went with the obvious pick there, but um, I mean, I can't complain. 8-8 eight and eight is 500. I'm basically like a normal... Um, Colts uh, regular season, so I'm feeling pretty yeah, good. You're good. Yeah, good old Ben's bra- has to brag about something when he's a Colts fan. But anyways, <laughs> going into the Thursday night game is a game that I probably will not tune into. I'm sorry if I offended anybody with that. Is the Steelers at the Browns? I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I'm gonna go with the Browns. Who's at home? Browns. Browns. Are Browns. Home. I think this purely depends on uh, Trubisky's play. Oh, mm, that's yeah. so tough. Because Miles Garrett is on the injury list now with a neck injury, and Jadavion Clowney has already ruled out. I, I think the Browns are going to win, though. You know what? I'm going to go Steelers because you said that. Because <laughs> I think uh, Steelers are going to win on the defensive battle. Wait, is TJ Watt still out? Yes. Never mind. We're going Browns. <laughs> Nick Chubb's winning that game for him. Yep. Okay. The next three games we're going to go into on the list are our three teams, but the first game is going to be the Chiefs and Colts, which I believe Ben will be in attendance for. Yes, I will be in attendance. Uh, This game is going to go either two ways, uh, very close down to the wire, or the Chiefs are going to absolutely obliterate the Colts. Uh, The Colts have no chance of blowing them out. Um, You know, I hate saying this because I'm going to the game, but I'm going Chiefs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I I don't see how the Colts win this one. Sorry, sorry, Colts. Unless Shaquille Leonard comes back and he turns into uh, Ray Lewis. <laughs> like, uh, uh. I think it's going to take more than that. You're going to need like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to need Matt Ryan to Shaquille, uh, Shaquille Leonard comes back and it's the best football ever. Chiefs by ninety. <laughs> I'm going to need Matt Ryan to turn into 2016 MVP Matt Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> The next game we have on the list is the Philadelphia Eagles visiting Carson Wentz and the Commanders. A bit of a revenge game here for Carson as the Eagles play the Commanders. I will not bet against the Eagles, so I will go Eagles. Uh, I hate doing this. I'm going to take the Eagles here. I'm, yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles in this one. 
Uh, Carson Wentz is going to throw six interceptions this game. Uh, Eagles by 25. I think it's going to be a weird score. They're I really get... hate that. I really hate doing yeah. this because I really think the, the commanders might, like, they played They played with their opponents, you know. They got behind early, but they've played, they, both of their games have been games. and No, but. It'd be weird. With this I... Eagles defense and the way that they played against Kirk Cousins, they ended up with how many picks in that game? Four. Yeah, but four. Carson Wentz doesn't throw picks. Well, three picks, but he didn't throw. Yeah, Carson Wentz has never thrown a pick in his life. <laughs> Next game we have is Texans at the Chicago Bears. I actually think the Bears will bounce back in this game purely because it's in Chicago. I would have taken the Texans if it was in Houston. Oh, uh, Bears. I think, yeah, I think the Bears are going to win this one. Bears win if they throw the damn ball. <laughs> Bears. I know. I, no, we need to talk about this, Ben. The Bears... Threw the ball. They got. They ran the ball on their first drive and were able to score, and then got away from running the ball. Four consecutive drives didn't run the ball, but one time and never got anything going. They can run the ball, and they're gonna no. they're gonna be like the Eagles last year when they started running the ball. This team's gonna get it figured out, and they're gonna be dangerous with David Montgomery running the ball. No, I'm fine with them running as much as they do. It's just that through the first two weeks, Justin Fields has been doubled by every other yeah, quarterback in past attempts, and I think that's scary for a um, Chicago fan because it's like them not trusting Justin yeah, Fields. I don't like it. But uh, I don't like hearing that when they talk about how he's the franchise, and I think he does have a lot of uh, potential at his position, but I think they need to give him a chance to actually throw. Yeah, I, I agree, you know, I think. But this is a new offense. We're two games in. People need to hold on to their horses and just chillax because – we're like we're two games in. That's I do think right. I do think David Montgomery in uh, Chicago is scary, well, a lot more scary than him on the road. I think the the grass really pays yeah. a difference. Yeah. Next game we have is two O and two teams battling at it out with the Raiders in Tennessee. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Raiders. Someone has to win this game. The Raiders are definitely better than the Titans. The Raiders win. Yeah, Raiders have been playing better in the first two weeks, even though that has been bad. But uh, yeah, Raiders are going to win. Uh, I think it's going to it's going to be interesting to see if Derrick Henry can have a bounce back because his first two re- weeks haven't really been that well. Yeah, they've been pretty bad for King Henry. A game that I think <laughs> a lot of people are going to be looking forward to is the Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. Oh shoot. Um, there's not going to be a lot of games the Bills lose. And, um, oh, man. You know, Tyreek Hill has Buffalo's number. He does. He has a way of getting behind that secondary. I'm taking Miami in this one. What do you got, Connor? What do you got? I was going to wait on your opinion. I picked first to last time. Oh, you want me to pick? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been riding this horse because, I mean, I even said it earlier, uh, Bills are going to win the AFC, so I'm going Bills. I do think it's going to be a very close game, but Tua will lose the game for the Dolphins. I think I think the Bills are going to win this game and purely show that there is still stuff that the Miami Dolphins need to work on to get to that next level. Defense. <laughs> the next game we have is a divisional matchup between the Lions and the Vikings. I'm going to ride the Lions train with Dan Campbell, and I hope Ben does the same. I'm taking the Detroit Lions. Is it at Ford Field? 
It's at Minnesota. Oh, we got the skull. 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 Uh, Lions are going to lose this game. I think this purely depends on DeAndre Swift. I know you're looking at me like I'm weird, but I'm. But the way that they the secondary played for uh, the Vikings uh, in the second half, I think they have an okay secondary. But I mean, you gotta think of Jared Goff as their quarterback. So. Here, here's all I have to say to that. Yes, if DeAndre Swift will keep Detroit in the game. That's what I'm saying. That's all. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's all. Because who does Detroit have on defense that's going to stop Justin that, Jefferson that, like, they, like Darius? That is, that is what I'm saying. I'm I saying, think I think Minnesota. But will I do this think game. convincingly. I think I think Minnesota will win, but it's going to be a lot closer than what people think. But I think uh, Justin Jefferson will win that game for them. Swag. Next game we have up, and I think the three of us will probably ride the same wave. The Ravens play the Patriots. At Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, I am going with Baltimore. Baltimore. Baltimore by a million in this one. Blowout. This is going to be a blowout. This is going to be bad. Uh, Baltimore, uh, I think Lamar Jackson's going to have three rushing touchdowns. It's going to be. Dude, this might. This La- one, this last, could, last week we said Buffalo and Titans is going to be bad. Do you think this one's going to be the same? I one? think this could be Bill Belichick's worst loss of his career. I honestly do. This is why I'm saying, Bill, you need you need to leave. Get out, Bill. Get, <laughs> you Bill, need to get out. Bill, get out of town, dude. Next game on the list is a team that's been struggling in the Cincinnati Bengals playing the up and coming Joe Flacco Jets. Is it in? It is in, it's in, in New York. York. In New York. Well, New Jersey. Where I don't the think. Is, I but. think with the team, those two bad teams. I don't think the, there's really home advantage there. Um, I just, I'm not bought into the Bengals figuring it out yet. I think they're going to lose that game. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Bengals, but I think they're just barely going to win it. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Connor on this one. I think Joe Burrow might have, I mean, a bounce back game compared to his last games, but I mean, that could still be like two interceptions, but I think he he can have a bounce back game. I'm kind of shocked that they haven't uh, rode the, the Joe Mixon train at all with yeah. uh, with how bad Joe Burrow's been playing, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think Bengals. I'm gonna take. I'm actually gonna take the Bengals in that one because I I feel like they're gonna have to get Joe Mixon going. And... Joe Flacco's first two weeks have been the the weirdest thing to ever yeah. happen. Yeah. So I don't think it's gonna continue. Next game on the list is the Saints and the. Panthers. Uh, I'm going to have the Saints win this one. That'll be, that'll be 10 consecutive losses for the Panthers. Who's it? Who's home? Carolina. Carolina? Come on, go. I got to think about this one. Um, It's meant to be broken at some point. Wow. I'm going to go Panthers. Wow. You wanted to go Panthers. Yeah. I don't so wanna... You thought I was going to go Saints. Yeah, stadium. I thought you were going to go Saints. <laughs> You know, I'm going to go Panthers. I think Baker's going to have a bounce-back game. And uh, the Panthers, if I'm the head coach of that team, uh, Matt Rule, uh, get Christian McCaffrey the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's no kidding. Yeah, that seat has – I don't know how that seat's not hot. Like, yeah. what has Matt Rule done? That, that team's been horrible since he got there. I don't know how you don't give a guy the ball and yeah. the one guy that's actually given you hope the last two seasons <laughs> until he's gotten injured. But yeah. give him the ball. Another game that might be a bit of one to look at is the Jaguars against the Chargers. 
I think the Chargers are going to win, unless for some odd reason Justin Herbert doesn't play. But I will go with Chargers as of now. I'm going with the Chargers. Not even really. That, I don't even think it's going to be that good of a game. Is he for sure playing? He's questionable at the moment. Questionable. Same guy who's doing uh, stuff on him with his ribs is the same one that is getting like charged for the others. He's getting, I can't. He has lawsuit. He's getting yeah, sued. Lawsuit. Well, is because he gives like steroids to him. So no, it's like, a guy that stabbed. No. Um, oh, stab. Stab. Well, I know that they're giving yeah. him like a shot to like basically stabbed um, injection. Tyrod Taylor. Like, yeah. Punctured his lung. That guy. Dang. I Who's gonna win the game, man? Uh, Chargers at home. Go Chargers. Next game we have is the Rams in the Cardinals in Arizona. In Arizona, wow. Uh, that one's tough. Rams win. I'm going to go Rams. You know, I'm going to go with a surprise game here. Uh, Arizona, just because of how bad uh, Matthew Stafford's been playing, I think uh, Arizona might squeak this one out. In a game in Seattle, the Falcons visit the Seattle Seahawks. I am going to actually go with the Falcons getting their first one of the season. Uh, yeah, Falcons will win that one. I also agree. I think it depends on um, who could play for Seattle, but I think I'm going to go Falcons. I think Kyle Pitts might have a bounce-back game, but if he doesn't, then uh, they always have Drake London, who's been playing very well in the first two weeks of his rookie season. Yeah, Drake London. Sunday Night Football... Well, backtrack. Actually, the last four o'clock game, Packers and Buccaneers um, in Tampa. I hate to say it. I think the Packers will get Tom Brady on this one. The Buccaneers are just so um, riddled at wide receiver injuries and suspension. Uh, I do think the Buccaneers will get – or the Packers will get this game. I think Packers are going to win. Uh, Buccaneers don't have Akeem Hicks, Mike Evans. And those Chris are- Godwin. Chris Godwin. Julio might not play. It's so, bad. It's uh, really bad. I mean, and the way, even if they had those targets, the way that Tom Brady has been playing uh, has been very shaky. So yeah. I, I think... Uh, they did sign Cole Beasley to the practice squad today. I mean... Slot God. Cole. Slot God right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. The only thing is, is if they had Leonard Fournette, but uh, Packers have Kenny Clark right in the mm. middle of the field. But, uh, so, Packers are going to win this game. You know, let's just... Let's just have some fun. I'm going to go Bucks. I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. Anytime I do that, he ends up winning. Just to be clear, I don't want the Packers to win. I just, I just My record was pretty bad last week, and I don't want to look like a clueless football guru. Last week was the weirdest thing. Yeah, like, there's like three weird. comebacks of so, 20 points. I'm, take, I'm taking the Packers, but even if they, like, when it's coming down to it, that's one game that I really hope they lose. Now, going into the actual Sunday night game is the 49ers visiting the Broncos. I am going to go with the 49ers. I think this is where Jimmy G, um, they won the game pretty in-handly against um, Seattle, but I think this is where they get it going. They really, Debo gets going. I think, I don't know if what's George, what George Kittle's status is, I think I imagine he's going to be getting close to being ready to play. I I think this he's is question, a, I think the 49ers will play. I think the 49ers will win this game. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to go against you guys, Broncos. Uh, let's ride. Let's ride. Um, 
I think both it's going to be a very close game. I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's going to be a lot closer than any of the other games. It might it might literally come down to a game-winning field goal in my mind. The Monday night game is a battle in the NFC East between the Cowboys as they visit the Giants. Uh, <laughs> I think the Giants get their first loss. The Cowboys win. Mr. NFC East guy over there, what what do you got? Um, I really, I rarely pick the Cowboys when it's like a toss-up game, like I think this one is, but I'm going to go Dallas. You know, I wrote... Don't. Don't do it here, Ben. I, I, don't. Dude, they're, they haven't played anyone. Don't take the damn Giants. Wait, wait. Don't even. You got, I'm looking... You know, let's take the real riders here. We got Cowboys. Come on. See, I want to take the Cowboys because I have have C.D. Lamb, and I want him to actually have a good game (laughs) for once. But um, it depends if Saquon gets the ball. So who's going to win the game, Ben? Saquon gets the ball. I think he will. Giants winning. Oh, my God. Back-to-back weeks, Giants winning. <laughs> back to back to back, Giants win. They're gonna be the. But worst. I'm calling them back to back. They're the worst two and O team right now. They're gonna be the worst three and O team. Of I think Co- all time. I think Cooper, Cooper Rush's game last week was the, the fluke. biggest fluke of all time. Whatever you say, Benny. Well, that's all we've got for schedule predictions. Going into the Going final segment is fantasy risers or rollers. So yeah, my um. We're just going to pick one, a riser or a roller. My roller, which means, like, not very good. They might suck. drop them, yep. My roller is Colcomet. Zero points two weeks in a row. <laughs> Put him on the waiver, dude. Uh, I was going to say Darnell Mooney, but I, gonna, I, guess I, I guess I don't want to keep picking uh, Bears players. <laughs> I guess I could just say Bears defense at the same time, except that might be the only decent part about the Bears. Is that what you're going with? What? No, so I gotta I gotta be a little bit more strategic in my picking. I think I think w- Mike Williams continues his production from last week. I say start him. Riser, 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 yep. riser. Drake London, Atlanta Falcons. Been Marcus Mariota's favorite target on the team, and Marcus Mariota has not thrown the ball to Kyle Pitts. So if I were gonna stay with that team, I would say uh, Kyle Pitts as a roller, but. Uh, I can only pick one thing, and that's Drake London, Riser. Pick him up, put him on your team. Rookie of the year. That's that's bold, Ben. That's bold. That that's bold. It's the only thing that they got in Atlanta. Well, if you get that right, Ben, I might buy you a cupcake. Bet. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the third episode of the From the Rafters podcast. It's been your host Connor Mahoney, joined by um Jake Lane. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, ben Bailey, uh, go Colts. Yeah, in the coming weeks, you got to expect a new intro. We're going to get some stuff going. Got to get some more uh, strategic um, uh, marketing stuff done for this podcast. We're yeah. pretty bare right now, but we got stuff in the works. But Tuesday nights, expect them. I mean, Wednesdays. No, Wednesday mornings. But we're, we're, we record this Tuesday night. Right? So anything that happens from right now, um, about 9 o'clock on Tuesday to about 11 o'clock tomorrow morning, Hey, that's not on us. And if anything crazy happens, we'll see if we can hop back on and see if we can do another podcast. Emergency pod! (laughs) Once again, it's been from the rafters, from a dorm room, all speaking into one tiny iPhone. 
We look hey. forward to seeing you guys next week. See ya.